Trying to be doing that bullshit. bullshit, bullshit. Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson. We're in our new studio in Austin, Texas. Yes, I moved to Austin. Um, I could not pass up the opportunity to gentrify the whites. So, um, my apologies for the audio last week. It was kind of a makeshift. Thing. I've actually been here for a couple of weeks, and the first week was kind of, you know, I makeshift, and I had was using the wrong shit, and it was just bam. So now we're back professional setting, and um, let's get it real started. Robert, what 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 was that? Um, what was that thing that you sent me yesterday, or did you talk to me about it? I think I just chatted with you about it. What it was? Was it the chess, the chess cheater? Uh, with with the uh, anal beads. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Rob is echoing in my headset. Oh yeah, we're getting an echo. Sorry about that. Let me double check on that. Um, yeah, yeah. So apparently, it, I'm surprised at how often we talk about chess on here. Um, uh, but the so the greatest chess player alive, Magnus Carlson. Um, he at least he's he's widely considered the best chess player in the world. He has been the world champion for like more than a decade now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and he just recently lost to uh, a rival, I suppose you, you could call him. And afterwards, he um, he tweeted something about like how beating somebody one time isn't revenge. And this sort of thing, and um, and he alluded to this guy cheating. He did not right call him a cheater, but uh, mm-hmm. but it was because the guy made a move that uh, Magnus didn't expect him to make. Would never have expected him to make. Um, mm-hmm. And the guy says the guy says that he got lucky. And so the the, the rumor spread that this guy must be using some kind of anal beads um, uh, to to cheat. Now, if y'all don't know, if y'all aren't familiar, in the past, on, on like the world championship stage, it's just like any other sport. It's like, if there's a way to cheat, people find a way to cheat. And one of the ways people used to cheat is they would have radio, they would have, you know, something in their teeth or something, a ring or something, um, and they would be getting signals from outside. And and, and um, so so now when they play these big games, that's why they play them in person, they they are scant like there's no way to get a radio signal into one of the players or out for that matter um they would detect it immediately um you know now obviously there there's a way to beat every every system and so and something else you need to understand is it doesn't have to be like morse code right nobody has to uh nobody has to be telling you precisely what move to make right all they were really need to do is buzz the thing to tell you you know that there is a move other than the normal move like just something to signal mm-hmm. you to like look further or think about it harder just anything like that is an advantage especially on at this le- at the highest level the slightest advantage is is crazy but uh, like i said these guys are patted down scanned the, the you know RF signals are blocked, and so you know the speculation is he must have <laughs> some sort of high tech anal beads that that are vibrating in his butthole while he's playing. And let me tell y'all something. Um, 
I'm an Occam's razor kind of guy, you know, and the simplest answer is usually the correctness. And I think it's just that Magnus has been so good for so long and the possibility of someone he's already beat because he because he used to beat the shit out of this guy. He used to beat the fuck out of this guy like he did everyone else. But this guy in particular used to just get mollywopped. And him losing to this guy, one game to this guy, he couldn't fathom. And so, you know, he's letting these rumors sit out there instead of, he's been a sore loser. That's what it looks like to me. That's Mm -hmm. the most likely explanation. I mean, radio signal anal beads. I, I, you know, that's it's definitely possible. And 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 here's the other thing I left out. I did leave out this piece of information. This guy was caught cheating before online on chess.com a long time ago. He was he was caught for cheating um, online, which is very 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 easy to do because you you can open up these chess engines that it's what the masters use to study. They study certain openings. They study certain positions. They learn all the possible moves and which one is most beneficial and so on and so forth. And they memorize them. But you can just open up one of these and play beside, like have have it open in one window and your chess.com open in the next window. And the thing is, um, chess.com can, it analyzes your play so, so thoroughly that it, it can tell that you're cheating when you start making moves on a level beyond what, like if like if you if you have a grad if gradual climbing ability that's normal, but if all of a sudden you making grandmaster level moves when you when you were a novice, they can tell. You know they know all your habits. They know how long it usually takes you to move. They know the value from each move and and all of that stuff. And so the, the the analytics are are at that point where if you cheat long enough, you're going to get caught. Um, anyway, that was a long time ago, and I guess once someone um, has been labeled a cheater, it's easy to to uh, to put that you know cast aspersions on them in the future. But again, he he got caught cheating in a different way when he was a young person. I think he just beat you, bro. I think he just beat you. You know, I mean, unless you got proof that it was something up his ass, you just gonna have to take that L. We should point out that. Uh, Magnuson is not the one, or Carlson is not the one that is um, claiming that he's that that Neiman is cheating. Neiman is the younger guy. Well, he's not claiming that he's cheating, but he sort of sicked the dogs on him, though. Like he he like he didn't call him a cheater, but he says something to the effect of like, "Well, I can't think of any possible way he could have possibly beat me. Like nobody makes that kind of move." Blah blah right, blah blah. Right, right, and right. he and he knew he knew what the consequences of saying that were going to be because in the chess community they're very very it's a volatile fucking place. Like that, a lot of ego. It's a whole lot of egos, and it's like, and and there and there are there are cults in a way. It reminds me of speaking of which. It reminds me of like the like Nicki Minaj versus versus Cardi B, where it's like on Twitter. You know, where it's like they have fan bases like that, where where, you know, they got words for you at all times. As soon as you tweet something, they they at your neck and that sort of thing. So it's like they it's that kind of loyalty or enthusiasm or whatever the the right word would be. Or maybe he was just like, fuck it and just move the piece. Just like I got to do something that's not orthodox and just move the piece. You know, I don't know. But I mean, that's what he says. He says he got lucky. 
Right. And so why why we can't just leave it at that? And, and like, you know, because there's no x-rays of his anus. <laughs> so, I mean, you just got to take his word. There's no way you're going to ever, you know, unless it's because that's the other thing. For, for you to cheat, you got to have somebody you're cheating with. Right. And, you know, unless that guy or girl confesses, then we just got we got to take his fucking take his word for it, man. Some people are just nuts. Some people are nuts. Speaking of which, um, I don't know if you because I'm I'm into the fan. I'm into the nerd shit, the fantasy shit. I'm loving the new the new um, Game of Thrones. Um, what is it? House of the Dragon. Yeah. And um, and I'm into the new Lord of the Rings. I'm, that's on Amazon. I'm into the new. Uh, actually, I'm not really excited for the new Little Mermaid, but that's because I, I was never really a fan of Little Mermaid. But all these things are controversial for several reasons. But the main the main thing they all have in common is that there are black people in them now. You can add Sandman to that list too. Sandman. Mm-hmm. Oh, is there is one of the Sandman characters was not black in the comics? Yeah, Death. Oh, really? I did, okay, okay. So, but but you know what though? I I have not seen much online backlash about Death being black because I have, I did watch the Sandman, but I did not read mm-hmm. the, the books. Is, is there? I think there was there was a little bit of backlash about that. There was also some backlash over Gwendolyn Christie being cast as Lucifer because Lucifer was male was pretty obviously male presenting in the comics. And then people got mad about it when they cast a woman as Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, and Neil Gaiman actually went in on the guy who posted that, which was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is Satan, even in outside of the fictional, well, I guess religion is fictional, but, but I mean, you know what I mean? Outside of the things that everyone a hundred percent agrees, agrees is fiction. Uh, Satan the angels don't have a genitalia. Right. Which is one of the reasons why, why Satan hates humans is because he can't come. <laughs> right. Is that one of the things? Or am yeah, I, that'll make, that'll make you rebel. Yeah. Or am I fusing that with an Anne Rice novel? I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, one of the big controversies between all, all of these shows is that there are characters that were, that are black, that were not black in the source material and people are upset with this. Even if that source material did not mention a race of a person or even describe their skin tone. Some people are really upset about this, which is fucking hilarious to me. Um, you know, black Targaryens are upsetting people. I'm sorry. They weren't, uh, he's not a Targaryen. He's a, he's a, uh, a Valinor, uh, or, um, Valerian. He's a Valerian, um, which I guess the Targaryens are also Valerians. Um, but yeah, the, all the Valerians, uh, um, it doesn't say this is an ancient people that were dead long before the original Game of Thrones, uh, or the original Song of Ice and Fire. Um, I'm not sure what the, what the issue is with, uh, you know, I, I, I think, um, I think there's just a, there's a, there's a, there's a specific group because here, here, here's my problem. I don't have a problem with, because because there there is a way that f- that it, that shoehorned diversity can ruin a story. Sure, right. Um, but this is this is not one of them. To 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 me anyway, 
You know, it's it, it's that whole um, like I think I think Marvel was a little guilty of it to some degree. Um, but just but but just cast you know because Hollywood has Hollywood has this long history of you know of black of of white people playing minorities even if they're playing someone that really existed. You know what I mean? There's a whole right. ass classic movie of all, of all of all white people playing Egyptians. Right. You know, or like uh John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Right, or Jesus. Right. <laughs> you know, all of <laughs> that's these, the big one. That's the big that's huge it. giant one. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, also um I learned this the Little Mermaid, the original story that Di- the the story that Disney based their Little Mermaid off of, was was uh, it boy if y'all if, if we talk about sticking to the source material, I mean this is gonna blow your fucking mind. The guy this this the original story was of uh, it was about the author's um like unrequited gay love. Right. He wrote it after he went into a deep depression after the man that he was in love with got engaged. Right. And I want to say um, the mermaid kills herself. Right. Yeah. She jumps into the water and she turns into sea foam. She yeah. obliterates herself. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if, if, if that's what we're trying to do, I'm all about that. If you want, like if we want to make it dark, I'm trying to go, I'm, I'm down to go dark with it. But here, here's the, the, I think the reason why people get uh, freaked out by introduction of black people into white fantasy is because for a lot of white people, the fantasy is a world without black people in it. Right, right, right. It's this imagined, it's this imagined Europe lost to the sands of time where there were great heroes and powerful magics and no, and no black people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and, and, you know, and you know, what's also so crazy about that. Cause I've heard some people go, actually, you know what? I saved a screenshot of it. I couldn't believe it. Cause, cause sometimes I'm, I, believe it or not, I'm not online as much as, um, <clears throat> as much as it, I would, it, it appears that I am because it, Cause it, it makes me, it makes me crazy. So I, 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 but I, I, so I keep it to a, you know, I keep it, I try to limit the amount of time I'm on social media, but I, I do recognize that I have to be for my job and my fans and that sort of thing. But I don't, I miss a lot is what I'm saying. I'm not always, I'm not always abreast of what's trending and what's popular and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so I saw this thing and boy, I had to take a screenshot of it. This guy was saying, I'm not saying that those who have whitewashed history shouldn't be held accountable. But if you wish to have accurate source material in quotes, as you put it, then geography does not, does need to be considered to use your Hobbit example. They were never enslaved and shipped around middle earth. So they wouldn't have been exposed to the southern climates that would have resulted in that magnitude of skin tone variance. The only way a colored hobbit would be possible is if there was interbreeding with Southrons, something that, while technically possible, is an extremely rare occurrence given their respective cultural history. That dude was talking about hobbits, my guy. 
<laughs> their respective cultural hobbits. This, it, yeah. So it's like for some people, it's that serious. It's not that serious for me. You know, because it's wild to me. Because because I guarantee you, the same the same white people. Because don't get me wrong. So, listen, what, what I, the point I'm trying to make is. There are people that are just, they're nerded out and legitimately don't like that the source material is not being adhered to to what they were expecting. That's a small percentage of the people. Most of these people are using that as an excuse to be racist. They, they'll they say everything except I'm racist. You know what I'm saying? The, seeing black people in roles that they think are white roles, it, it bothers them and they won't they won't just say that they they got they got to do shit like this i don't know which one this dude is but that's a little deep for it ain't it and, and here's here's what's so funny to me the same people that want to quote unquote stick to the source material I, like i bet you if we made a venn diagram of those people and the people that don't want to teach the truth the true history of racism in schools i that Venn diagram is a circle. <laughs> it's the same. Like they want to tell the truth about fiction, but not the truth about the truth. You know? Uh, and, and so fuck you guys keep on keeping on, keep on powering in, um, uh, powering on. All I care about is, is it a good story? Is it, is it well written? Is it well acted? Um, do the choices make sense? You know, I, like I re- I recently started watching um, what's the name of that shit? Um, it's it's something on Netflix, Murder in Ohio or something like that, and it's like a horror show, something in Ohio, and you know, and 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 it's one of those things that's like good, 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 and then Devil in Ohio, Devil in Ohio, but it's like they make these choices where it's like. It's like they always make the lazy choice, you know, like someone like like someone's looking in. the Like, I, I swear, I was sitting there watching it the other day um, with this comic, um, Tony Casillas, Casillas. We, we were watching it and I swear we were literally we were predicting the dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's how cliche the movie is. Like, they, like every trope is like every time they got to a point where they had to make a choice, they were like, let's do something that's been done a million times. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 like to the point where like where it's like, you know, some like someone's washing their face in the bathroom and it's like, well, we know that when she closes that mirror, there's going to be somebody behind her. Yeah. It's like why and and I get that like I I understand if like you have to sprinkle those throughout a movie or show sometimes. You sometimes you got to give people what they expected, but I'm talking about every single time. Every single time some it's a chance to do some kind of cliche shit they fucking did it and this, this but the story's great other than that but the, some of the choices they make it just irritates me I, I couldn't make it past the third episode i was like i just can't i can't finish this we almost watched that but we we ended up passing on it because we watched the trailer and we're like if this was an 85 minute movie mm-hmm. i'd be down for it but it's like six episodes of a series okay. and i was like eh, we just saw all the most interesting shit from the from the entire series. Are you, are you an anime guy? Yeah. Um, so I just, I totally pet, passed over this, but now I'm hooked on uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 
Oh, hell yeah. I can't stop watching it. I can't stop. It's, and it's, and that's the thing. It's corny. It's like, it's purposely corny. It's corny, but it's self aware of its corniness. And then it's just, it goes from corny to badass to corny to badass. And I'm, I'm with it. I'm for, I'm here for every fucking second of it. Um, but it's I'm also those- a big fan of any anime. Like, did you ever watch Trigun? No. Oh, Tri- Trigun was dope, but it's one of those shows where, you could see from week to week, like the, the episode would start and there would be some shitty animation. You'd be like, okay, this is a filler episode. They put the fucking B team on. <laughs> oh, and like, the animation would be terrible. And then the next episode would start and it would be like real crisp and sharp. Like, all right, some cool shit's going to happen in this one because they put the A squad yeah, on I'm, it. This is varsity shit. This is the golden age of anime right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some of the best animes of all time are being made right now. And, and I was never really, I wasn't a huge anime guy, but I, I liked the shit I liked, you know? But now, I mean, like, um, Demon Slayer and, um, um, Ranking of Kings and just, it's just so. Attack on Titan. Oh, what did it say? What? Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. See, I just started that. I skipped over a whole lot of shit. And and now I got, now I have like, what, what, Attack on Titan is like 13 seasons or something crazy? Uh, it's, Attack on Titan is really weird because they've been in their final season for like several years now. And they are doing that thing where it's like season four, part one. Oh, right. And, and and then they have a break, but then each part is basically the length of a season. And there's a there's a bunch of really weird reasons why they do that that have to do with like getting hype around a, a season. Like if you say, oh, this is the penultimate season, nobody cares. But if you say this is the final season, then you get the hype machine going, oh, yeah. and then you can have two seasons be. It's like a, it's like a store season. having a clearance sale and then not going out of business. It's like how many times has Kiss gone on their farewell tour? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, but I just and then I started. I tr- I'm trying to get into One Piece, but there's like 700 episodes, and 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 so apparently there's an there's an there's an online guide as to which episodes you really need to watch because most of it's filler. So I'm I'm trying to get into that, but I, I don't know. I just missed a lot of it. Plus, also it was hard to get it. It was hard to get anime here. Now, you know the the streaming services t- they're starting to catch on that like there's an audience for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like I subscribe to Crunch- Crunchyroll, but a lot of the shits on Amazon on Netflix. So we'll see. All right. Um, <clears throat> let me started watching Bastard. By the way, it's pretty dope. Oh yeah, Bastard. Yeah. Can Can you see what I mean? Yeah, I can't believe they let that shit be on, <laughs> be on. Like that shit definitely went by somebody's over somebody's head. Um, let me see if we have any uh goddamn emails before we get into the articles. Um, we owe, we owe, we owe Harold uh, a shout out because we we went kind of hard on him, but he should know that. Oh yeah, it's Harold, all, Harold, it's all good. It's Harold, all good. Yeah, Harold just thought we really fucking like hate him or whatever. We know we love you, no, Harold. No, no. Always write in, please. It's, it, yeah, all, please, it's, please it's, write in all the time. If you, I you shit will. on you, it's all for comedic effect, you know, because I do the same thing to Rob. Julio uh, says, "Hey Brian, I heard you talk. You talking about how difficult it is to trust YouTube reviews? Have you subscribed to the Twit Network, Leo Laporte? I have not, but I'll give it a try. I mean, I'm guessing you meant Twitch. No, it says Twit, Twit.tv. Okay." It is a big tech network talking about all technology. You pick the podcast and can listen or watch. Also, when it comes to TV reviews and headphones reviews, you should check out Scott Wilkinson from AVS Forums. Uh, he's really good at reviewing sound and TV. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I wonder what Scott thinks about my Z9K purchase. It was de- not the price. I know I overpaid. 
Um, I'm not a hundred percent happy with it, but I'm like ninety percent happy with it. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll I will check those things out. Thank you very much, uh, Julio. All right, Joseph says, "Oh, this." So he said, "I, I love when people include an article in what they sent." Uh, China plans three moon missions after discovering new lunar material. Have you heard this from the Business Insider, Rob? I did not hear about this. China plans on three missions to the moon after discovering a new lunar material that may be a future energy source. Wait a minute. Are they talking about, uh, what is it? That shit, H3? China, um, like like another, like the hydrogen with the extra... uh, uh, I forget what they Ionic call. hydrogen. Yeah. China aims to launch the, uh, the mineral. Oh, no, no, no. The mineral Changsite Y could be a future source of energy and was found in lunar samples. But wait a minute. How did they discover a new material if they haven't been to the moon since we went, right? China is aiming it com- to... It comes a day after China became the third country to, the third country to discover a new lunar material. Does that mean that there are multiple new lunar materials that have been found and China is the third country to find one? Or the third one's third one. one? Well, yeah. we can't put it above China to be like, we discovered this. <laughs> China is aiming to launch three unarmed missions to the moon after discovering a new material. The space race between China and the U.S. is accelerating after Beijing's National Space Administration got the go-ahead to launch three orbiters to the moon over the next 10 years. It announced on Saturday. The news was first reported by Bloomberg. It comes a day after China became the third country. I see. China... China's Chang 5 mission retrieved samples from the moon in 2022 and it has been described by Global Times as phosphate as a phosphate mineral in columnar crystal found in the lunar rock particles. The mineral contains helium 3. Yeah, that's what I meant, not hydrogen. Helium. Helium 3, which could be a future source of energy. Well, we but we are, we already knew that helium 3 was on the moon. The discovery may put more pressure on the U.S. to ramp up its efforts after its Artemis 1 moon mission was postponed for a second time. Moon mining can be the next source of tension between the countries as NASA is is also probing the moon's south pole where China plans to build a research station in conjunction with Russia. China has accelerated its efforts in space exploration of late by building a space station, launching a number of missions to collect moon samples, and putting a rover called Zurog on Mars earlier this year to rival NASA. The U.S. remains the only country to put astronauts on the moon with the last landing almost 50 years ago in the Apollo 17 mission. The U.S. Apollo 11 mission was the first to bring samples from the moon back to Earth in July 1969 with about 49 pounds of material from the moon's surface. China's National Space Administration was contacted for comment. Okay, well, that's no, that's no, listen, the the U.S. has fallen behind um, on a great many of things when when it comes to science because we have a bunch of fucking anti-intellectuals here that seem to think that um <clears throat> you know it's 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 the thing it's it's my main criticism that I say all the time is the the people the, a lot of the criticism of socialism is warranted you know but capitalism big capitalism's biggest flaw is that when something has to happen, when something is best but it's not profitable, it, it it's impossible in a, in a capitalist society. And 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 so you know the you hear a lot about the lately you hear a lot about the Large Hadron Collider. Well, we were supposed to have the largest collider, 
here in Texas, actually. And funding was cut. It, and the plan, the one we, we had plans to build it. The plans were set and it was going to be larger than the one they built in CERN. But we canceled it. It's like we, we, we made this purpose. This is a purposeful effort for, uh, you know, for scientific advancement to not occur in America. And I don't, you know, and, and so we're going to, we, it, it's inevitable that we're going to fall behind. I mean, think about what's happening right now with the chip shortage. Now there's this big panic to only make, to, you know, to make it so we make more chips here. You know, and we're behind. You know, and it's and now I think people are starting to see it as a national security issue. Don't forget, like like the article said, we were the first ones to go to the moon. We were the first ones to send people to the moon. And then we just gave up. It's been 50 years since we had a moon mission. And now, and, and you know, and now that China going, and oh, 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 shit, it's money up there. Now we're behind. Because it's money now. You know? I, I think our grandchildren are like right now we're trying to save the environment. We're going to fail. And our grandchildren are going to be trying to save the moon. Cause you know, they're going to want, cause they're going to, they're going to discover some shit. Like they're going to start mining the moon and they're going to discover that like it's, it's slowly drifting away from earth because it's lighter or some shit. Like something's going to happen. And we're just going to, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm like 90% cynic now. We should have we should have a percentage up in the corner of how cynical I am uh, this week. Like a thermometer that just yeah, moves up and yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, like a like a yeah. Because once I reach a hundred percent, it's you know once I reach a hundred percent, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna behead myself in a in a in a in a bank lobby or something <laughs> like that. You know, I think I think one of the problems is like people people compare their imagined theoretical models for a socialistic socialist economic system to a capitalist economic system. And the reality is that virtually every country has some form of a mixed economy. Oh yeah. yeah, much yeah. Every modern economy is mixed in some way. Yeah, we, cause and, we, we tried pure socialism here before. And I think we've talked about the, uh, the triangle shirtwaist factory fire. It's one of my, it's my favorite example to bring up, which kind of sparked the labor movement and I guess in some ways held the country together because, because you got to remember capitalism here sprung from slavery. So it was like slavery is illegal. The slavery, the pro-slavery people lost the war, but it's like, but how do we maintain this level of production? Well, we stay as close to slavery as possible. Right? So that was our original version of capitalism is like work people as much as you can possibly get the extract as much as you possibly fucking can from them and give them as little in return so that it's not slavery, you know, and that, that didn't fucking work. People were dying and people got sick of dying. And then it took a whole bunch of women dying in this, in this shirtwaist factory fire for the, in the pre, you know, for it to be a problem. It was like, Oh shit. Oh, wait a minute. We got to do something. We got to have like rules and, and stuff to protect people from, you know, from just being worked to death, we got to have a weekend. We got to have, safe, you know, workplace safety measures and all of this shit that, you know, are very much socialist ideas. That I, I don't, I don't think that's accurate though. I think no? that you're mixing a couple of things together. I think number one, I think that slavery is heavily intertwined with um, the rise of capitalism as a powerful economic force 
prior to abolition because a lot of the most powerful capitalist enterprises rose up around the slave trade oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, and around I'm, farming. I'm not saying sla- capitalism came after slavery. I'm saying oh, okay. our particular brand of capitalism back when we ch- back when it was just pure capitalism without slavery the the notion was to stay as close to that as as we possibly could be right like that like it was born of that of like well we still mm-hmm. need to have this level of production without losing anything you know and and um and i guess in some ways people still some people still think like that that's why some some people will forgive any evil if it's business you right. know there's some people that right. are like that's business. It's just business. It's not personal it's business. I hate it when the, I hate it when that's a when that's a line in a movie. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not it's not personal. It's just business. All business is personal. <laughs> it's personal to somebody. Oh, because when you say that when you say it's not personal, it's just business. All you're saying to somebody is I don't give a fuck about you in particular. This is business right. for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like when you fucking with people's livelihood, that's personal. You know, yeah. every 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 care everyone that's ever said it's not personal, it's just business, would take it real personal if you destroyed their business. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They take it real personal when you try to destroy their business, but then they'll turn around and tell you it's not personal. When it, when they're fucking you over, it's not personal. You know, but when you fucking them over, they take it real serious. They'll start a whole fucking war. You know, they'll mm-hmm. start a war. They'll poison the motherfucker. You know. Yeah, but but my point is, I'm, I, I digress. We've tried this whole law of iron wages shit before and it didn't work. And we needed we needed to integrate socialist ideas to keep capitalism from collapsing. It would have collapsed a long time ago. Like Marx's whole theory about the, the workers rising up and all that, that would have happened. It started to happen. You know, right. that that was the whole labor movement. It, it started to happen. We had to integrate some socialist ideas so and i seriously believe the the real solution is somewhere in the middle everyone has a mixed economy like rob said and uh you know if you ask me we just we're not quite socialist enough capitalism can work within reason i mean i don't know i don't think have we ever tried anything different that's the problem. We don't really try anything different. We have either capitalism or we have, we have either laissez-faire capitalism or we have regulated capitalism. And the reality is that all capitalism is regulated capitalism because there is no such thing as an actual free market. You have to have uh, legislation that determines what you can sell and under what terms. What do you that think? Is, what do you think about these compassionate capitalist people? I think that they are. Um, you mean like compassionate conservatives and that kind of stuff. I think that I think that those are people who recognize correctly that left to its own devices, capitalism will sow the seeds of its own destruction. Rob, I am so mad at you, dude. Why? Because you you should have immediately insisted that this is the first thing we talked about. I just opened my phone back up to the Trello. Okay. And the first headline I see, I think I accidentally opened it. Capital Records cuts ties with AI-generated rapper FN Mecca over racist stereotypes. This is the end of the world. This is the end of the world. <laughs> it, it, I mean, uh, so I'm guessing this is this this AI-generated rapper. 
I'm guessing they did the same thing they did with this art, with this one that's draw, this drawing shit, right? Is they showed it all rap and then they let it cre- be, create rap, right? Like they let it absorb all the rap it could and then they let it, they turn it into a hey, rapper? Dude, it goes even deeper than that. It goes even deeper than that because I've done a deep dive on the on FN Mecca and FN Mecca started, that's what they want you to believe. They want you to believe that they fed, you know, millions of rap songs into this AI and that the AI has its own voice and it can write music and stuff like that. That's not what it actually does. That is the scam. What they actually did was FN Mecca started out as a uh, a character that was going to be in a video game, and they ha- it was supposed to be like a fighting game, okay. and then it became like a battle royale or something. And they had all these different characters, and then um, they hired this guy who is an actual rapper to be the voice of FN Mecca after he turned in all of. He turned in tracks and stuff like that. They used that voice and they cut him out completely. They like stopped returning his phone calls and stuff. So um, FN Mecca isn't really a an AI generated rapper as much as he is a, uh, a an avatar or a virtual influencer, which there are plenty of virtual influencers around the world. Um, but they're just they're just basically animated cartoon characters that have a whole team behind them making their music and rapping for them. But, um, but they originally, they originally claimed that he was solely based on AI and that turned out to be uh, false. But this, and, but this fake rapper, this AI rapper is not black either. Cause, cause it says in the article that like, it was a lot of problems with it, with its gratuitous use of the N word. Right. Uh, but it's a but it was an all white team behind the project, so that was why there was an issue. But it's like, but this guy is like, uh... I believe I believe the main team is two people, and one of them is a white guy, and one of them is a Asian guy. Right, right. But then the avatar is sort of like this ambiguous. I mean, I guess I would say he was light skin, black, but it's also it's very weird because <sighs> it's like this is what you imagine a rapper to to be. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like this is because th- this exposes. This is what Hollywood is, right? It's a bunch of people that have nothing to do with the groups that they're trying to write into things, right? You know what I'm saying? It's it's like this is all the all because to me it's like all these stereotypes come from Hollywood. They're bolstered because it because of this situation right here in writers' rooms all all throughout show business is people that are not connected culturally to some culture that they're trying. And then they get to represent that to white people. And then, and then we all grow up with this image of what that thing is in our head, you know, and it's, and it's impossible to, you know, it's impossible to get it out. This is just technological minstrelsy. This is literally just, this is literally just blackface technological minstrel shows. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just it's it's these it, even to the point of hiring a black person to write your music and then cutting them out of the deal afterwards, right? And oh, yeah. then creating 
I mean, this is just an this is this is just a cartoon character that they're using to say the N word. That's pretty much all it is, and steal money out of the pocket of actual black artists. Okay, um, I can't I can't find any music by FN Mecca, but I do I have I have songs featuring FN Mecca. I have one song featuring FN Mecca called Florida Water. By NCAA Trap Jesus. But is this... I don't know which one is which. He's he's the main one on... Uh... On Florida water. The features are Gunna and Clicks. Okay, let's see. <sighs> okay. Well, we I, I gotta listen. I'm not gonna listen to that anymore. That's I don't know. I, I don't care enough to to, to, to parse which rapper is which because I don't know which order they appear in the song, but uh this is one of the it's so it's hilarious but also disturbing. You know that like and, and this happened a week after they announced it, they decided to back off it. You know, yeah, because they got a lot of scrutiny on it, and Martini, who's like the main guy behind it, he has come clean about like a lot of the stuff that he said about how the how FN Mecca was developed and how the music was created was all bullshit to quote create intrigue around the brand, right. Um. <clears throat> all right, something a little lighter. How about that? Um. Why does everything on Netflix look like that? What does that mean? Oh, this is Vice. I'm not a fan of Vice, to be honest with you. But let's see. Why does everything on Netflix look like that? Even if you don't know what to look for, you probably be able to guess if something was created for Netflix just based on a few frames. Against all odds, the Netflix adaptation of The Sandman is a very good show. That's true, uh, at least the first half. But why does it look like that? You know what I'm talking about, the so-called Netflix look. Netflix's in-house produced television shows and movies tend to all have the same look and feel to the point that it's sometimes really distracting. Although it's hard to pinpoint what exactly makes all Netflix shows look the same, a few things stand out. The, in- the image in general is dark and the colors are extremely saturated, especially in scenes at night. There tends to be a lot of colored lighting, making everything look like it's washed in neon, even if the characters are inside. Actors look like the makeup is caked on their faces and details in their costumes, like puckering, seems seams are unusually visible most annoying to me everything is also shot in an extremely conventional way using the most conventional setups to indicate mystery or entry yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Well, what is he complaining about exactly uh he's complaining about a few different things and i have noticed netflix shows look look have a certain look to them right um part of it is that because netflix tried to get tried to generate so much content so quickly they had to streamline the process and they had to go a little bit deeper in the bench to have lots of different productions um, happening at the same time. So and they, they had, and then they also they wanted to future proof their content, right? To make it, they wanted it all shot in 4K HDR for when 4K became right. And they also, so they have, they have, they have limited, uh, they have a limited camera list. 
They have a list of the cameras that you can actually use if you are a cinematographer or a director on a Netflix show. And because they are cutting some of these budgets and have so many different productions going on at the same time, you don't really have the time or the privilege to experiment with different ideas or uh, take a lot of time to plan out shots completely. So a lot of these Netflix shows look like they are edited together from basically like coverage, right? Where they're just like, look, we just got to get it in the can and then we'll deal with it later. So if you do that, you shoot with a very like shallow depth of field. You try to make sure everything in the frame is going to be, uh, is, is going to be in focus so that when you bring it in a post, you can do all the little stuff, like especially on Sandman, you notice it's like they have that vignetted look around the edge, yeah. you know, where it's kind of blurred. And it sometimes it's like kind of almost hurts your head to watch because it's very obviously digitally altered to make it look like film, but it doesn't look like film. So they use the same lighting setup all the time. They use the same cameras all the time. And it's just kind of very boring blocking because they don't have time to come up with and execute well on uh, more interesting setups or angles or shots. Okay. All right. Everything's very dark and very saturated. But I don't see, I don't understand why that's, I mean, because that makes sense. I mean, if there if there's a good reason behind it, I don't understand what what, what is this guy's complaint. What does he want to be done differently? Um, I think the I think the complaint is that different shows should look different. I mean, it'd be better if like I I, I don't think Sandman's a very good show. Um, I love the I love the comic, but I think that the adaptation is pretty weak and a big part of that is i don't i think the show looks pretty ugly rob why don't you just say that death being black makes you uncomfortable sorry i mean that's really <laughs> I, I have to come up with some reason no no why it, i hate I, it I, I like the i like the first actually bl- the black death doesn't come up until the second half yeah I, but I, that's and that's just so happens to be when i think it stops being as good Mm-hmm. Because their justification for what happens, you know, because in, in the first half, um, the the justification for everything that's happening makes sense. In the second half, it just feels kind of forced. So, you know, but it, but I, I I I I liked it enough to finish it, even though I wasn't enjoying it as much um, towards the end. Um, I mean, what the fuck does this mean? Breaking. Anti-choice, oh, anti-choice leader arrested for solicitation of a minor. Wow, what a shocker. Texas Right to Life says that Bowen's employment was terminated on August 3rd. Um, So who's Bowen? They didn't say who he was. The political director of Texas Right to Life, the state's largest and oldest anti-abortion organization, has been arrested for solicitation of a minor. Luke Bowen has deleted his Twitter, removed his picture from LinkedIn, Presumably because it matches the released mugshot and taken down any mention of Texas right to life on his LinkedIn work history. In response, the group has been scrubbing Bowen's name from their website. Texas right to life has removed his name from press releases and are deleting entire web pages that featured Bowen, including one where he ran a training for college students. <laughs> um, you know, you know, we could probably get we could probably get one of those AIs where we can feed it. We can feed it every article where some conservative has gotten caught doing some something sexually 
uh, inappropriate and just have it write us a new one every week because they're all it's all this doesn't surprise me one fucking bit. Not one fucking bit. Every time, every time it's the people trying to control how everybody else living that's out here living foul. <laughs> right. It's always the people overly concerned with how other people live in their life because they feel guilty about how they live in theirs. It, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very rarely is it a is it a member of the thing. It's always the leader, the loud voice that's like, it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. And then they get caught trying to suck dick in the airport bathroom and like, I was just tapping my foot. You know? I'm okay, that was that's probably a, a a reference that's way out there for some people. But it was a senator. Remember that senator? He was like, I think he was mm-hmm. in Alaska. He was an Alaskan senator. He got caught at a gay Larry Craig. Larry Craig. He got caught in the airport giving giving the signal at a at a at a um at a gay cruising spot, which is which was in an airport bathroom. He got caught giving the signal like tapping his foot underneath the stall to the next guy trying to get his dick sucked or trying to suck a dick. I don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know if they caught him doing something. Um but it was but it was a sting. And the thing is the cops weren't following him. They just found out about the area and it was a sting. They were just watch, they were just looking out at the area. And he got caught up in it. And he's one of the is you know what I'm saying? Or you find out these uh pray to gay away people. You know, next thing you know, there's a rent boy coming up going, Yeah, he paid to fuck me. You know, it's I am never shocked. Whenever whenever you meet these people that are adamantly, vehemently anti fun. They always, they always having fun that they feel guilty about. That's all I'm saying. The anti-drug people do drugs. The anti-abortion people be having abortions. The, you know, the anti-gay people be gay as shit. This is, it's, you know, it, it, you can almost, it's like clockwork. It's like clockwork. You can bet your ass the next guy, the next guy that's vehemently anti-gay is going to be gay. The next guy that's anti-abortion, he, he going to get caught doing something. Uh, illicit something uh, unbecoming or whatever now they didn't go into details about what they meant by uh, soliciting a minor I don't know what did, what, did, what, did, what did he message her on a chat room was he trying to pick up a hooker on the street like was any details soliciting sex from a minor online online Yeah, it reminds me of that old George Carlin joke. Um, it, it, maybe we get a clip of him saying it. Um, but he, where he's like, "You ever notice how the uh, how the people were always worried about who who everybody's fucking, all the people that nobody want to fuck, or something like that." It's some, <laughs> it's some of that. It's some of that nature. Can we play that? Why? Why? Why, why is it that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? Oh, Georgie George, if he was alive today, he'd have been canceled six months ago. Um, For what? You said for what? Yeah. What would he, what would he be canceled for? Because, uh, because he much like myself he wasn't re- he wasn't really um he wasn't really on a side you know i i mean i mean i guess you could you could call him a liberal 
in terms of his of his beliefs, but 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 he very much was he was very much against people being full of shit regardless of which which sides they were on you know it was like and and um and i think it's just harder now to call out people on the left that are full of shit because it's very easy to paint you as against whatever group they're in you know what i mean like like it, it's it's this whole because because I feel like in both sides are bad at taking criticism, but the penalty for the penalty for the left being against you is way harsher. You know, I'm talking about the average, the average, the average person. So it's like you can't. It, <clears throat> there's a bunch. Of, I, I just feel like there's a bunch of people on the left that see themselves as protected from criticism of any kind. You know, that's this whole idea of punching down and punching up, which is nonsense, is that some people feel like, you know, they had this whole feeling that they could say they could talk to you any kind of way. But you got to watch your step when you talking back, you know, and and I don't think he would have done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But who's but who's where are the bodies like who's being canceled by the people on the left for 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 punching? punching I don't know. Well, I don't, well, well, no, well, no one's really being canceled. Right. Yeah, very few people are very few very few people are really being canceled. Um but that but that don't stop them from fucking trying. You know, isn't if it were up to them, you would be dead. You know what I'm saying? If it were up to them, you would never be nowhere. You would be you know what I'm saying? You would be erased from your online presence. And I mean, and that has happened to a few people. Like who? Um who, who was the most the most prominent guy that just got? I forget his name, Andrew Tate. Well, but he's a he's a sex trafficker, allegedly. <laughs> okay, and and a, and a, and a, and he got in trouble because uh, he's running a pyramid scheme, allegedly. Okay, but is that why he was taken on social media? That's yeah, not that's so. that's not why. No, it isn't. No, no, no. Why do you think he was taken off social media? Because, because listen, all the all, all those things that you just said have been true for a long time. He the reason the reason he was taken off social media is because he was he was saying shitty things about women. That that's what sparked. That's what that's when people were like, okay, enough of your pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? But the the pyramid scheme was how he got famous in the first place. So it was like that. No, no one had a problem with that. It was just, but now that, you know, but but it's like once you come out to certain groups, they coming for your neck. They're gonna dig up all your. They're gonna dig up all the skeletons out your closet. This and this and that. I, George Carlin would not have lasted in today's climate. I don't think. I don't. I'm not convinced by that, man. I gotta say. No. No, I'm not convinced by that. I I don't. I don't see. It, you have to be like Andrew Tate is so beyond the pale. Like you have to go so far to. Okay, here's another example: Patrice O'Neill. You think Patrice? You think Patrice O'Neill would be okay right now? Now Patrice O'Neill probably would have been. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Patrice O'Neill would have been a good test case t- test case for it because if anybody would be canceled, canceled, kicked off of you know perma ban from Twitter and shit for 
uh, political or social beliefs, then Patrice O'Neill would have been a good test case. But it, see, but also the, the, the thing too, the, Georgia's big big thing was about you know saying whatever he wanted to say, and we and right now in our political climate, it's like you have to be very 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 careful of what you say because that's the stuff that can derail your shit. You know what I mean? Like, look, look, I think look, look, I, at, Shane, I, look I, at Shane Gillis. Mm-hmm. He said chink one time on a podcast and pff, his dream was just ripped out from him. Now he's doing fine now. Yeah. But he didn't, people didn't know that, nor did they care. They See, that's, that, that's that, and maybe I should be more clear about this. My big problem with, with shit is it. And I think we've talked about this before, but it's, it's everyone wants accountability with no responsibility. Right. It's like it's it like it's e- it's easy to walk in a room and go someone should do something and then you go well what should what should be done and they go well, I ain't got time for all of that you know what I mean <laughs> it, that that's what that's what everybody's doing now it's like they sure they like this should be a penalty for this and then you go well what exactly should the penalty be and, and no no one wants to have that discussion so so what ends up happening is it's the harshest penalty for everyone you know what I mean because because they're fine with that like they're like something should be done. And even if that's the worst thing, that's fine too, you know, but, but there, you know, but we have to admit that like there are worse crime, there are worse offenses than others. Sure. And, and nobody wants, you know, but that's what I'm saying. No, no one wants to have the discussion about nuance or context or any of that. They just want blood and then they don't want to be responsible for, for, for the aftermath, you know? And, but if you, but it's, it's hard to call that out. Without it seeming, you know, like it would, it would be like, you know, it would be like if somebody, would, like if if I was like, uh, you know, you know, somebody's like, yeah, Andrew Tate is a pedophile, and I was like, well, actually, he's not a pedophile, and they'd be like, oh, so you defending pedophiles? I'm like, well, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> what did he actually do? He, because I don't, I didn't know nothing about the sex trafficking thing, but it was like, but it's like people are more than willing. To, it, it's hard for you to call out the caller outers without them flipping the script on you. I mean, not for me, because because I'm not I'm not afraid of uh, I'm not afraid of backlash if I if I feel like I'm speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's not gonna come. That's not it doesn't mean that they're not gonna try. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not seeing a lot. I, I feel like every time somebody, especially in the comedy world. comedians are comedian this is this is a bug in the bonnet for a lot of comedians right what and cancel culture cancel culture yeah yeah well well, that's the thing it can't you know but cancel culture is not it's real it's just not what some people purport it to be but there is a culture of or because i like to call it call out culture there's a culture of people that get off on um, that get off on uh, calling people out because that's what they get social credit for. Yes, you know, and they and they don't care what the consequences of those callouts are. You know. Okay. Yeah. I I think I think that I agree with you that George Carlin would definitely be called out for some of the stuff 
that, I mean, obviously he died so long ago, we have no idea what his comedy would be like or what his attitude would be like in 2022. But, you know, if you, if you kind of make an educated guess based off of like what he was in comparison to the general culture at, at the time at like his height, right. You can make some educated guesses about that. Um, but I think that, that he would definitely be called out for certain things, but I'm not sure that he would really be canceled in the sense that he would, I don't think anybody would be taking any money out of his pocket. I don't think he'd be well, that's, that's, losing that's, that's, business. That's the thing. He would, he would, he would, he would lose money, but, but he would get it back somewhere else. Whereas sure. like, cause, cause that's, that's the real thing is the re the reason why cancel culture isn't what people say it is, is because, it's only because the the mob, so to speak, for lack of a better term, only has power and influence over certain entities. Right. And so as long and so the only business you're you're at any the only business that you are um in any danger of losing is the business you're doing with those entities that will respond to that. You know what I mean? Cause, cause, right. cause please believe, like if the right people complained and you had a deal at ABC, you're not gonna have a deal at ABC no more. True. You know what I mean? So it, it so I mean that is real. I mean cuz you can't say cancel culture doesn't exist and then and then I bring say Andrew Tate and then you go well he well he's he's different. It was like well someone had to power like he got canceled because the power to cancel him exists. You know? So so let me let me be let me clarify something. When I say cancel culture doesn't exist. Um I should probably not say it that way. What I should say is the version of cancel culture that I think a lot of people mean when they say cancel culture doesn't really exist. Oh yeah, well we agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I think I think I think a lot of times when people say when they verbalize fears of being canceled or that guy would have been canceled or you know you can't make uh you know uh, you can't make uh blazing saddles today or whatever, right? Because it would be canceled or something like that. I think that those people are, um, I don't think they're being accurate. I think that they are talking about a version of cancel culture that doesn't exist because the version that they're envisioning is where somebody says something for which there really shouldn't be a penalty, but then the like woke mob or politically correct mob or whatever comes through and like makes them, they slime them. And they make them persona non grata and they lose their job or they lose. Oh, you don't think, you don't think that's real? I don't think, I don't think it's real to the degree that people, uh, fear it or put, I, I think, I think a lot of people actually make, they become more popular fighting the culture war that people think they're taking part in when they talk about cancel culture. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of money to be made playing the victim of cancel culture or, or saying like, I mean, how many comedians, I mean, it's, it's, it's not really popular now, but like two, three, four years ago, how many, how many like right-wing comedians or even just like kind of hacky comedians had specials that were called like cancel this or <laughs> cancel this or cancel or triggered. How many fucking comedians had some shitty hour long special called triggered? Yeah, but right? was, I think it's just, it was only like six I, or seven, but that's a lot, dude. And I think it's more than that too, actually. I think it was more than that. I think, I think, and, and, and a lot more comedians even beyond that had their little passage and their hour long thing. It's just, 
it's the same shit. Like when I was a kid, everybody talked about political correctness and there's all, every generation has some watchword for a thing where it's like, you can't say anything now. People are too sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it becomes, that becomes its own brand. Well, and that becomes something that you can sell. Cause I, cause I'd say that's, cause that, that's only true because it's not the whole truth. Right. Because yep. people are too sensitive, but you can still say anything. That's the thing. Yes. Just, but it's, it's yes. just, it's just that the response to that thing is going to be way over the top because people are too sensitive. You know? Right. Well, well, to go back to like the Andrew Tate thing, it's like, it's like, that's why I, I would say he was, if you want to call that canceled, fine. But then we need a different word for what are we talking about when somebody says this is just, this is cancel culture, meaning like, this person received an outcome that was harsher than what they deserve. I think what I think I think the I think the distinction is when we're talking about cancel culture where like, you know, somebody somebody gets caught we're lumping everything we as a, as a as a society we're like lumping everything together in this conversation where it's like if somebody get you know Harvey Weinstein was canceled for raping people. Well, no, well, no, no, right? no, that's not canceled. No, that, that's punished. No, I know, I know, I know, but some people, some people do refer, so I'm, I'm talking about we need to, oh, like, right, delineate right. between those things. Well, where, well, well, see, well, so this is a much more nuanced conversation to be having then because, because, because I, I'd say that in, in a generation that values uh, a social media presence and fame and likes being banned from social media is is worse than it than it is to to our generation. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like if I because if I because if if I walk because people are like oh it's not a big deal so you can't be on Twitter but it's like if if I went if I took the average like teenage girl and banned them from Instagram and Twitter and TikTok that's that would be devastating to them like so what, so what what I mean is that the ability to be on social media is is very 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 valuable to the generation of people that see canceling someone or getting them off of platforms as death. You know what I mean? It's like to, cause it doesn't, it doesn't mean as much to us. I, I mean, I'm only on social media to the extent that it, it, it's necessary for this career in comedy, you know, and I, and I started doing comedy at a time when it wasn't really necessary. And, and now, and now it sort of is. But if there was some way for me to do comedy and not be on social media, I would totally take it. But I, but I understand that there, there's, there's people that are younger than me and they grew up with social media and it's a part of, it's so much a part of, of their culture that being banned from social media is like, it's, it's almost like being, being exiled. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. to, so, to, so what I'm, what I'm saying is to, to the people that are trying to do the canceling, they see it as worse. You know, they see themselves as powerful from being able to do it. They they do see it as a big deal, and that's why they're trying to do it to you. You know, it, they're trying to do the they're trying to do one of the worst things they can imagine to you. 
because they don't like what you're saying. That that's real. Yeah. Now, should it is it is it, it you know it, it, is Andrew Tate poor? No, am I gonna be out here caping for this nigga? No, I don't care about him. I don't know anything about the guy. Honestly, I, I you know I didn't. I, I, all I know is I didn't know shit about him, and then for a month and a half. YouTube kept trying to get me to fucking talk about this guy or, or watch things that he was in. Like he just came out of nowhere and was just everywhere. Right. You know, but, but, and then he was gone. Now, now I don't hear anything about him at all on any platform, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. So, so for, for, you know, it's, I guess that's not, you know, that's not the death penalty, but like, but like I said, to these kids now, that's, that's death. That's like the that's like the next worst thing than to 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 going to prison to completely be socially ostracized. That that's what that is to them. You know, it's like you're out of the village, you're excommunicated. You don't get to be you don't get to have an online presence at all. Um I did not know it's cause he was breaking the law or whatever, but I I still think that's a cop out. I think I think they really you know, if they could have did that shit to Kevin Samuels, they'd have got his ass up out of there too. You know, if Kevin Samuels was talking to white women, he'd have been gone too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he was talking to black women, but it's like they they really just don't like what he was saying. They got him up out of here. You know, he probably, I mean, uh, obviously the penalty, obviously the penalty is real, right? Obviously, uh, people, especially entertainers, especially like public figures, make a lot of money off of their reach on the big the big three or four platforms. Right. And obviously this shows that deplatforming does work in the sense that like you, you significantly limit somebody's reach and influence and money in certain instances by kicking them off of platforms and not letting them back on. That's for sure. I think that is, I think that's also proved out by how, um, that's one of the reasons why so many major figures rail against cancel culture is because they know that 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 to some degree there is a even if it even if there haven't been tons and tons and tons of people who have been unfairly canceled they know that you know like somebody like a Ben Shapiro or Dennis Prager or something like that they know that if these um calls to deplatform them on Twitter and YouTube actually were acted upon, then that would significantly just, you know, that would hinder their ability to make money. So, so are you saying that because the ability to cancel isn't, isn't on par with the desire to cancel that it's, that it's not a real threat? I, I think that the threat is overblown. I would say it's a real threat. I mean, obviously, obviously there are individuals, like whenever you say like, well, but who's been canceled? People will come up with, with, you know, Shane Gillis is still like the, one of the first names that people, sometimes people will say, you know, Dave Chappelle or, Louis C.K. I think we can argue about whether well, Dave those Chappelle, are valid. Dave Chappelle wasn't canceled, right? I know. It, some people, some people will say that because there was an attempt to deplatform him to get him kicked off of Netflix, and it just didn't work uh, because Dave Chappelle is worth more 
to Netflix on the platform than he is off the platform. It's just a business. No, but, 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 but that's my that's 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 the point I'm trying to that's the point I'm trying to get down to. Right? Is is and maybe that's the that's the way to to summarize this whole this whole where we differ. Right? Is that is that the I think it's accurate to call it cancel culture because the culture there is a strong desire within the culture to cancel. Now, their their the power to cancel someone is still not up there with the desire, but but it's it's getting stronger and stronger every day. I mean, sure. So so to me, maybe it's getting stronger. To me, it it is a it it's it's not. I don't have to wait till it get there to see it as a threat. I, I mean, my, to me, I'm just like I don't take it that serious because, like I said, I think, like you said, right now it's it's happening to people quote-unquote fairly I, like i can't think of too many people that were undeservedly canceled you're right about that but uh well so let, let me let me say this to return back to what because because we started on this when we were talking about george carlin oh, right, right, right? right right and the question was you know and you said he would be canceled uh, i think i think where we differ on that uh, in our perspectives when it comes to george carlin is i think that definitely he would have said things if he were alive in 2022 and still active. He would have said things that some not insignificant portion of people would want to cancel him for. There would be some significant portion of people on Twitter or whatever saying that he should be deplatformed or he should lose his HBO special or whatever the fuck he had in the hopper, right? right? He shouldn't be in the next bill and ted movie because you know he's a misogynist or he's racist or something right you would have said something that would have been interpreted that way um i think that he probably wouldn't have been canceled though because i don't think a that he would have said something that was so said or done something that was so beyond the pale that he would have deserved to be deplatformed for it and i think that the number of people calling for his deplatforming would have would be so small that what would would, See, would, I, not I, I have been, would would not have been powerful enough to actually get him deplatformed. The only anymore. reason he wouldn't have been canceled is because Netflix pays up front. <laughs> it's like that's the reason they didn't cancel Dave Chappelle. He already had that money. What? Yeah, are, yep. yeah. You get paid. You get, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I ain't seen his contract, but I know like you get paid a little bit. You get paid a little bit when you make it, and a little bit when it come out. And so it's already too late for people to be outraged because he already got all his money. You know, it's like that. That's really the seriousness of it. You know, they already paid people. That's why because because they didn't they didn't they didn't take down cuties, and that's that was right. arguably more controversial than anything Dave Chappelle did. You know. Well, uh, the the corporations that put this stuff out, they don't care. They want controversy. They just don't want a, a critical mass of people to actually like unsubscribe, cancel, cancel their subscription. Right, right. That's well, what it comes down well, to. Well, that's well, that's the other side of it. A lot of these people are fake. They want to see you burn, but they don't want it to cost them nothing. See, and that that's really. You know, because no one wants anything around them that they don't like. See, see, I think what it is is we we live in this curated society. You know what I'm saying? You're the mute, you know, Spotify makes playlists just for you based on your listening. Netflix mm-hmm. makes recommendations just for you. YouTube, even Pornhub. Hey, this is what we think you would want to jerk off to. You're, <laughs> you're surrounded by curation, and so it, and and people that are raised in it, they they 
they expect to only be around things that they want to be around. They, they don't, their, their ability to tolerate things that aren't for them is un, it's unbearable to them. So, and, and, and maybe this is just a transitional generation. Like maybe our grandkids will be dope, you know, but, but right now it's like, that's what it is. The, the, the desire to cancel comes from that. It's like anything that offends me slightly should be destroyed. That's how a lot of people feel. And, 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 and that makes sense, but you, you gotta be able, oh, you know what? This is a good opportunity. Hey, uh, uh, Mark, Mike. Mike, Mark, you there? Yeah. What's going on? What do you think, Mike? <laughs> don't worry. We're not going to show your face. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a camera on my face. Okay. Well, recap me a little bit. Um, we're, we're talking about cancel culture and whether, uh, whether it right. exists. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think when, when my friends or when I try to tell somebody or argue that cancel, cancel culture doesn't exist, I think the larger point I'm trying to make or those people are trying to make is that, um, consequences for your actions do exist and that's what's going on but i won't deny that there probably is a portion of our society that is mainly online behind avatars that um is looking to get people in trouble um but i think that's a minority i think for the most part it's just you have to face consequences for your words and actions and we're a global community now, and that's why we're seeing it on such a loud, large uh, I'm scale. Surrounded by these fucking bleeding heart liberals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's been our newest episode, our Austin, Texas episode. Welcome, Mike, to the team. Uh, thank God we found a way to keep Rob on board. Um, I hope you guys were entertained by our discussion. We really, we still mostly agree about about uh, about everything, um, and. Uh, Anything you need to plug? What we need to plug? Oh yeah, please. I'm gonna be in. Um, I'm gonna be in Tampa, Florida this weekend, um, Friday and Saturday, and then Detroit at the Detroit House of Comedy on Sunday, um, and then Washington D.C. at the D.C. Improv right after that. Then Pittsburgh, right? No, then uh, yeah, then Pittsburgh. Yeah, so come through. The tickets are uh, uh, com. Follow me on socials at BS Comedian. Um, yeah, and that's it. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Oh, yeah, don't forget to share. Don't forget to share. If you fuck with me, just share it. I ain't asking you to buy nothing. I'm asking you to buy tickets. But just like, if you share it, <laughs> spread the word, share it, like it, subscribe it, all of that. All right, see y'all soon. <laughs>